Hello, my name's Graham Newman. I'm the founder of Design School Asia. Throughout this Making and Doing series, I'm asking leading creative technology and business industry experts how their practice is responding to change and how this change can foster cultural, economic and social benefit in Southeast Asia. In today's programme, we're talking to Kun Soam Sachathamakul, digital specialist, lead data engineer at McKinsey & Company, about how data engineering and advanced analytics is solving problems for enterprise and how technologists and developers work in interdisciplinary co-creative teams at the world's leading management consultancy. We begin by asking Kun Soam to give us some insights into his journey as a technology developer. I was born and raised in Bangkok itself. I did my bachelor's in computer science at Mahidol University. That's where I kind of got exposed to the different topics under computer science or under like software development. I got really interested in like the machine learning side of things, like the AI and machine learning and the powers of data. And I, I knew like that was it. That was my kind of passion. So after that, I joined Agoda for two years as a backend developer um, working on, I guess, big data projects. So technology, which are solving like problems with large data and being powered by it. Two years later, I joined McKinsey. So that's where I'm at now. I am working as a data engineer where I usually like work on advanced analytics projects, right? This is across Southeast Asia and Australia and across different industries as well where I get to use data engineering and advanced analytics to kind of solve problems. So I guess my passion has always been around like data and advanced analytics and the powers of that in, you know, in modern day. You mentioned machine learning, which is a big, powerful driver at the moment uh, in terms of technologies being produced and being rolled out. In terms of these current drivers in technology, Let's unpack that a bit and, and talk about you know how that's being applied. You also mentioned data and advanced analytics. So specifically, what is that? Yeah, absolutely. So advanced analytics is more like a family of different like artificial intelligence, machine learning, you know, data engineering. They all fall under advanced analytics. And it's essentially to use the powers of data and analytics to kind of drive insight or drive predictions and drive, uh, I guess, outputs for to solve a particular use case, business use case. Like, let's look at some examples out there right now, right? Um, going on Netflix and just watching, browsing movies, you'll see at the bottom, there'll be a, a couple of recommendations which are tailored to you, right? Before machine learning or before advanced analytics, it was... I guess, very heuristic, very general to everyone, right? If you watch, let's say, Fast and Furious 1 and 2, I'll recommend you Fast and Furious 3, right? But machine learning and artificial intelligence takes it a step further and makes it, each recommendation is very specific to the user and not just the user, but how he behaves, what he watches, how long he watches for, what type of movie posters he likes to click. You know, like they're... All of this kind of interesting data is used to drive very specific um, predictions about you. 
Uh, other examples are Tesla's like self-driving vehicles. Well, I guess not just Tesla now, there are a couple out there. All the way to medical diagnosis, right? Like detecting cancer from image and using image processing techniques to kind of drive that. Yeah, so I personally, I think advanced analytics is the biggest driver in technology and is going to continue to kind of innovate and break barriers on what is possible with data and um, and computers, right? And the field of computer science. And how do you keep abreast of the latest technology? Do, do you continue your lifelong learning through courses or do you look at independent learning, research, reading current journals? Or how do you actually synthesize all of this current and future technology and use that to apply to your own practice? No, that's a great question. And it's a lifelong learning journey, as you mentioned, right? We can never just say, okay, we've studied, let's say, four years or two years of artificial intelligence, and that's it, right? Then we can apply it for the rest of our lives. There are innovations coming out every month, every couple of months, every week, not just by tech companies, but also by universities and the research being done there. So it is constant, you know, online courses, um, reading blogs and articles being published, even doing certifications, right? Getting formal kind of certifications. There are competitions you can join, hackathons, right? So there's one website called Kaggle, which are machine learning competition with prizes at the end. And a lot of really, I guess, innovations actually come from these competitions when they actually solve a real problem. So it's a combination of all. Mm, mm. Let's talk about your McKinsey journey now, Kunsom, and where technology and design fit into this amazing organization. So at McKinsey, there's a couple of tracks, which are basically different paths that you can take inside the firm, inside McKinsey, right? The, the general kind of strategy or business strategy consultants fall in what they call integrative tracks, but we also have different tracks for expertise, right? One is a digital expert track, and that's kind of where all of these expert profiles, like designers, product engineers, data scientists, that's where they fall in these tracks. And also on, in these tracks, it's split out by guilds, right? Which are essentially talent communities or you know, groups of colleagues who share the same deep expertise. So I fall in the data engineering guild, with other data engineers across the world. Going back to advanced analytics and digital business building and data transformation, McKinsey is obviously at the forefront of this. Can you share with us some of the sort of work you've been doing as part of the organization? Yeah, absolutely. So let me just maybe share on how we engage on these projects, right? So it's, you know, every every couple of months, it could be up from three months, to 12 months, we're kind of grouped together to work on a particular project, right? And this is, this means that you or someone in the company gets to move to different clients, right? Work on different problems, different technologies, uh, different industries as well, right? All the way from like consumer goods to telco to mining across locations. So that's kind of how it's set up, right? The type of work I've been uh, particularly working on are three types. So the first one is advanced analytics use cases. So very specific problems 
where advanced analytics can be used to solve right, very specific strategic problems. Secondly, it's like the digital business building. So if a company wants to build a new digital arm or a new digital business under under the company itself, you know, we can we help with the not just the build, but all the way from research to design to build to market entry to strategy to growth drivers. It, it ranges, you know, from the whole kind of vertical. Um, the last are data transformations. So it's helping, you know, companies build new data platforms, right, on a whole organizational level. Those are the kind of three main types of work that I get involved in. And does the company operate with its own processes? Because it, it seems to me it's a very it's very innovative. It's a very you know kind of agile operation, and there's opportunities to kind of adopt methodologies like Google Sprints, and it, you know have that kind of almost kind of startup culture, even though it's a it's a global business. Is that something that you experience in your in your workflow, or have you had to kind of adopt the McKinsey way of doing it and uh, adapt your own skills and workflow to those processes? No, that's a good point. So usually on uh, technology kind of projects, we do work in Agile as well. But, you know, there are differences than, let's say, coming out of a tech company, right? So my experiences at Agoda, right? And that was, that was my first company. So I only had exposure to technology companies, technology ways of working, you know, very in the tech community itself. Moving into a, a large management consulting firm, it, it was very exciting, right, to join because, you know, the type of projects we work on, the technologies we get to learn, the locations and industries we get to kind of get exposed to. However, it is very different, right? Like we are working with like the the management of the clients. So I guess one of the main, the, the key challenges that I've been having or have had is around kind of structuring the thoughts and presentations, right? So coming from a tech company, the way I present my thoughts is very like detailed, very uh, sequential in order. So first, you know, I did this, then I did that. This was the solution. These were the results, right? And I was very used to that. I thought that was the only way of kind of presenting ideas. But coming into McKinsey and presenting to you know big top management people, I kind of had to flip that over. So I had to start what they call top-down communication. So it's it's like you share the the out the output first or like the insights. So you know, like I'll give you an example. Let's say. I'm trying to convince you to buy product A instead of product B, right? The old, my, my old way of doing it would be, first I research on 100 types of products using method A, B, and C. I've narrowed it down to five, then we finally pick the one. Now I have to flip it upside down and say, I recommend to buy product A. Here are the three reasons why, and here's the facts supporting those you know, reasons. So it's kind of flipped in the ways of presenting ideas. I think that's incredibly important because also in the professional practice of design, it's as much about the story and the narrative of what you're trying to persuade your client to buy for this for this reason. And it is 
very objective and and it should be it's very interesting that the top down versus bottom up where you know usually in design it's kind of like a funnel and you would you would kind of explain the iteration and the research process and you would come to this conclusion but at McKinsey it's kind of like you know this is the outcome this is the recommendation and then underneath that the findings Uh, so very different experience and that's very very interesting at all Uh, I guess you also have to to balance the business and technology storytelling and the narrative because not only do you have to communicate to your peers in terms of uh, programming and tech you also have to explain that narrative to the analysts and ultimately the clients absolutely yeah and that there's no right answer like there's no one way or the other it's very you kind of have to pick and choose the, the communication method depending on your audience depending on the topic right like if let's say I'm talking to you about tech or design. You're an expert. Uh, you know all about it. I can just jump straight into the meat, right? And then we can have a very deep conversation about this. However, if this Graham version two who doesn't have any idea about design or tech, I'll have to walk him through the process and you know in a different kind of structure. So absolutely. So what is this experience of joining a consulting firm as, a, as an expert and on the expert track? Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been uh, very interesting, right? Like working, firstly, it's like cross-functional teams. So you're not just working with, if you're an engineer, you're not just working with other engineers, right? You're working with engineers, data scientists, designers, consultants who you know, don't have much knowledge about this. And you're kind of grouped together in a team, uh, you know, working together side by side, co-creating with the clients usually. So we're usually at the office, building something, or you know, with the clients itself. And it's for me quite exciting because every couple of months is a whole new experience, a whole new kind of exposure to different you know clients, different technologies, different uh, locations as well. So to me, it's. it's been always exciting um, and trying to find you know the balance between technology and business has always been something you know which which has which is difficult but is also really interesting if you can power so McKinsey technologists and strategic consultants obviously do work together um, but there's a kind of very interesting dynamic from two very different perspectives presumably the the consultants you know very much representing the intentions and um, requirements of the client but at the same time there needs to be this internal blending of minds with with the technologists so can you give an example of, of how that would work in terms of pushing a, a, a project from getting the requirements? How, how does that kind of that chemistry work developing, um, you know, through a design sprint or, yeah. or first presentation and then development and iteration work? So it really depends, right? It depends by the project. It depends um, the, the problem that you're trying to solve. Usually it's like what I've like an example, which I've kind of experience is we work together, right? Like we have different kind of scrums or, 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 or groups of kind of people. So we have the consultants, we have designers, we have engineers, right? We work as one. So presentations, we all present our own kind of findings. So like the consultants will present some of the strategic insights, designers will present some of their outputs, 
engineers will maybe do a demo, right? Usually it's it's co-creation, hand in hand. It's never kind of very separated or segmented, which is quite interesting as well. That's kind of how we how we work together. Does that answer your question? You mentioned the keyword scrum. And yeah. from a design perspective, I'm thinking of a rugby team. And <laughs> I, I keep seeing this. And is it an acronym? Or what, what is scrum in terms of the, your technology development definition? No, that's a good question. So scrum is, uh, is basically a group of people, like usually cross-functional people who work together kind of in a team and there's a very structured way of working, right? So these are two-week sprints, uh, daily stand-ups, you know, product demos at the end, and there's a couple of processes baked into the concept of Scrum, how Scrum works. You have a very enviable position in this organization and what to you is the best part about working at McKinsey? The first... I guess answers would be just the fact that we're switching around, you know, every couple of months on a new problem, right? Keeps me on my toes, keeps it exciting. Learnings are a lot, right? Working with different people, working on different technologies, getting that exposure. But also one one other thing, which I guess I didn't know coming in, but was really impactful for me personally was the kind of the values of the firm and how we have like how we really um, have strong values which everyone kind of embodies or tries to embody right so one one of the values and I'm not sure if you saw it coming into the office the values on the wall but one of the values is upholding the obligation to dissent and engage which essentially means that if you have you know, if you're having a conversation and you have, let's say, a certain viewpoint or you disagree with someone or you feel like there's information which you can add, which can, you know, dramatically, you know, influence the conversation, you are obliged to say something. You have a responsibility to kind of speak up, right? Which is very different than saying you can speak up. This is you're responsible to speak up. It's part of your responsibility. And it doesn't matter if you're, let's say, a fresh grad out of an MBA or, or you have like 30 years experience in, in the field, right? Everyone's voice kind of gets heard, gets appreciated. You know, there's discussions around that. And then it's taken into account. And to me, that was very empowering coming in as a couple years experience, feeling kind of not that experience in consulting, but still having a very strong voice and being heard, heard out. That's very important indeed. Um, you, you mentioned about being a fresh grad and uh, you are a alumni from Mahidol. Do you have any advice that you can give these young technologists? I think they're, I guess, as a young developer, I could give two advice, right? The first one being experiment young, right? Like do work on different problems, work on different technologies, different areas of computer science is very large, right? Um, and it doesn't mean like you switch jobs every couple of months. I, I mean, like even in the same company, you can work on different problems. You can try being a backend developer for six months, try to switch to data engineering, maybe data science, right? So just experiment early and kind of realize what gives you energy, what kind of 
drives you, uh, you know, gets you excited and things like that and kind of double down on that as you progress in your career. The second one is around the soft skills. So, you know, as a developer coming from a development world before McKinsey, uh, all I thought is that I'm a software developer. If I write the best code with no bugs, I, I, I can be super successful in my life, right? I don't need to learn, like, I don't need to care about anything else. That's why they're paying me. That's where I, I will succeed. But I was very wrong in that sense, right? Like growing into a leader or a manager level, the leadership skills or the soft skills start to shine as maybe as much as the tech, you know, the deep technical skills, if not more as you progress in your career. So kind of learning this or being aware that, you know, you need to practice your presentational skills, you need to practice communication to different audiences, that that's um, really important as well. Absolutely. And it's exactly the same with graduates coming out of design programs where it, it is wrong to assume that, you know, having straight A's and an astonishing portfolio will get you the job. It's, I would argue that that's probably 40% of it, 60% of it is mindset and attitude and, you know, appearing uh, professional and explaining why you did something and how you did it it's it's, it's as important as the final outcomes uh, because you know, organizations from startup to enterprise such as McKinsey are, are looking for kind of malleable people open to ideas but must have the right mindset and the, the ability to communicate and in terms of looking for a career path with McKinsey and other leading management consultancies lastly what advice would you give to young people yeah I mean those are the two advices which I think you know firstly experiment in different tech kind of work on different problems work on different programming languages even right different aspects of computer science and secondly just sharpen practice these kind of soft skill right as you progress in your career and you can contact Consum on his LinkedIn page and find out more about McKinsey Thailand at mckinsey.com slash th. That brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks to Kunsoam for sharing his insights on how he and McKinsey and Company are making change happen. To join our network of students, educators and practitioners making sense of what's happening right now as design evolves from making things to making things possible, go to designschoolasia.com and consider joining our Making and Doing Facebook group where we exchange ideas about how design education and practice is responding to the social, cultural and economic challenges through intellectual engagement, technical skills and career development discussion.